All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. I'm Lachlan Stewart, a men's high-performance coach, and you're listening to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Lockie, welcome to the show, brother. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me on, Danny. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming down to Melbourne too, man. Um, we were chatting before we hit record about how much better it is to record in person and, and build a better rapport between the guests. So um, it's good to have you in here. Yeah, I feel like I know more about you now than I did when we actually recorded our episode a few months ago. So it is definitely worth the trip. 100%, mate. And since we did record that episode, I've been you know following quite closely along with your content and the, the value that you put out to your audience. And uh, I think you would agree, once you... When you're someone who is quite driven and, and you know your purpose, you can really notice it in others as well. Or you can pick out when when people are on that same wavelength. And you're definitely someone that comes across as uh, having a very good understanding of what your purpose and your why is. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what, what your why is. For me, it's helping men maximise their life and that's getting them clear on what success looks like and who they need to become in order to achieve that because I'm sure... You know, you'd have people in your life, I have a lot of people in my life that are just going through the motions. And mm. while they're not completely miserable, they're also not happy. Yeah. And we are role models for the next generation. So if we can help inspire people through how we live our life or conversations that we could have with them to, you know, be 1% better, whatever that looks like for them, then they can then not only feel happier within themselves, but be a better role model to the people coming through, which for me is so exciting. You'd be a better husband, you'd be a better father or mate which is ultimately what we're here to do when i think about you know one of the biggest reasons as to why i do what i do now and whether it be with fitness whether it be with sharing podcast content or mindset stuff it all stems off the back of lessons that i've learned myself or struggles that i had that i've experienced and i feel like i can share the value and experience with the audience now was there what was the catalyst for you was there was there something that led you down this path like you mentioned you know what your purpose is and and the impact you want to have why did you decide to go down this path? For me, it was just the position I found myself in. I had a great upbringing, had plenty of opportunities, played rugby professionally overseas and um, was an elite level runner. But I always found a way to sabotage, I guess, the opportunities that I had. And I wasn't really clear on what value I had to offer outside of that. So when I hit, I guess, what I would call my rock bottom was I was having a conversation with myself. I'm like, I'm not living up to the potential that I have, I, you know, this pit in my stomach I was like I'm here to do something I'm just not quite sure what it is so you got I had two choices I could stay where I was or I was just going to try anything to get out and I was very fortunate which you know felt like a very short timeline after that conversation that a guy that I respected gave me a book which was the four agreements and mm -hmm. I was like look if he's giving me this book I'm just going to read it it was boring as batshit but I looked learned a lot from it and from that moment I became hungry to change how I was thinking when I started thinking differently, I started acting differently and I started getting results in other areas of my life, which proved to me that 
while I could be successful or why I had proven success in the sporting field, for example, I could transfer those skills into other areas. And mm. as a result, you know, Instagram was coming on the scene and I started getting messages from other people, from men and women going, oh, how'd you do this? Or, and I also got lots of criticism as well. But it, was, it felt good knowing that yep. me working on myself was inspiring others to do the same. And in, I think it was 2016, I was in Germany and I was trying to work out what I was going to do next with my life. You know, I was, um, had been doing network marketing. I was also Uber driving. I just didn't know what was yep. going to happen. And then I was like, well, if I can get paid to do what I am already doing, that sounds like a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. And the next step was going, okay, well, what did I need when I was, you know, I guess most helpless. Mm-hmm. And that was to have access from men from all walks of life, not just what I aspired to be like, which was an athlete or a successful businessmen but blokes who were great fathers blokes who had incredible lifestyles blokes who had great just um were great mates and i was like how do i get them and learn from them not just the good that we see on now social media but how do i see the the crap yep and we started with men's groups like men's circles i remember doing the very first video it's still on the instagram i was like i'm coming back to brisbane in three weeks or whatever we're doing a men's circle at this thing i didn't even know what it was going to be but i just wanted to yeah. get that happening and then it's always evolved from that being okay well what's the next thing that we can help move a man from a to b from b to c to you know being re- maximizing their full potential you were you were playing professional rugby right yeah yep so for a bloke listening or even even a, a female as well um who may be seeing success in some part of their life because i feel like you know an athlete's a really good example how some a lot of athletes can fall down their fall in the trap of being extremely successful in, in a certain dimension mm. of their life, but then letting everything else fall to the wayside or, or even just suppressing a lot of the issues because they're seeing so much, so much yeah. success over here. So <coughs> from the outside in, everything looks real peachy. But as you said, you can have a lot of, um, I guess, discomfort or, or unhappiness or a lack of fulfillment in other areas of your life. So you mentioned before, like hitting that rock bottom moment or feeling like you just weren't sure what your your path was what were some of the things that allowed you to even understand that because you're obviously seeing success in something that i'm assuming was like a a dream of yours to be a professional athlete um so what was really sticking out to you as to why there was something you were lacking it was when i moved away i was more isolated than ever before so i chose to move overseas because of a relationship breakdown so i was like if i move overseas and do it i'm going to have more money she's going to regret breaking up with me and the world's going to be my oyster. That's what I thought. And for the first little bit, it was awesome. You know, it's a new yep. new place. You're the new guy. You get all the uh, interest, etc. But then every day after training, you go home and it's just me and my thought. Mm. A lot of people aren't comfortable sitting in their own head and I was one of those people. So I found a way to escape with, you know, drugs and alcohol. And that sort of ruined a lot of things for me. And I, you know kept on that path for a good nine months and I got to a point where I didn't want to, you know, wasn't going, I wasn't worried if I wasn't going to wake up. I was just like, whatever happens, happens. And it's sad to think that I got to that point. So some key points that stood out from that for me were the fact that, you know, ultimately you have all this opportunity, you have a skill set, it's a transferable skill, but when you're alone in your head, it's going to show you what you need to work on. Mm. I was a very jealous bloke. However, I was projecting my own insecurities onto my partner. You know, I remember I'd be checking my partner at the time's phone because I'm like, she's got to be cheating on me. But it was me who was doing the cheating. Yeah. She's got to be thinking about other men, but it was me who was thinking about other women. And I learned, or I guess 
as a byproduct of reading that book that I mm-hmm. had to deal with all of these projections myself. I was creating my reality based off what I recognized. Yes. And when I had that light bulb moment, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to think this way. I don't want my life to be like that. I'm mm-hmm. the most secure person in my relationship now just because I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. My wife wouldn't be doing anything wrong. Yeah. And so those You're not projecting sort of, your own insecurities yeah, onto her. And it's hard to think about that because w- when you that initial part, like I think a lot of people are aware. I was aware for a very long time that I was making poor decisions, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I accepted that I was the reason why that was happening that mm. I could do anything about it. Yeah. And it's very, very hard to accept that because you're like, you got to look at yourself and be like, dude, I hate this version of myself. Mm-hmm. And most people do do that and they go, I'm not good enough to change that. Whereas I was like, I absolutely hate this version of myself and I'm not going to stay here. Let's change this. Isn't it interesting with the limiting beliefs how, as you said, you end up projecting, like your own limiting beliefs is what you project and almost like the lens that you see everything from. Yeah. And so, you know, when you start to, and I'm sure you do this as well, when I'm working through limiting beliefs with someone now, it's like when they have that breakthrough, it's not like it's something that they've never fucking thought of before. Literally, yeah. It's like I've probably thought of this every day for the last fucking few years, but when I now look at how that limiting belief is actually causing the problems or, or the reason why I'm finding myself in the same outcomes over and over and over and over again, and I'm just telling myself this story that it's someone else's fault or it's, it's just bad luck or this is just how things have to be, it takes like a lot of vulnerability to change it. But that first step or even just identifying what it is and taking action on it can be life-changing. It's that piece of the puzzle. I think... A lot of us, there's a lot of frameworks and processes on how we can go from A to B, for example. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people miss or don't identify first is what's that next step for me. For example, looking at a podcast, you know, yeah. we were saying earlier, a lot of people want to have this amazing setup like we're in right now before they even record an episode. Yeah. Whereas for someone, it might be just like, what could I even talk about first? Write that down on paper. Mm-hmm. Let's just practice doing a Facebook Live to do that. And like, yeah. What are those next things, steps? Because everyone's at a different uh, different start line. Yep. We can all get to the same outcomes, but where you're at compared to where I am at in certain things are different. Mm. So as soon as we can go, okay, well, I'm not where Danny's at right now. I don't need the full full setup. I'm just going to start where I'm at. Let's go. Yeah. And then you can get into action a lot quicker, which is ultimately what's going to change everything. 100%. I was having this conversation with a client yesterday around decision making you know this person in particular was very uh, much a procrastinator or or almost waiting for some unknown thing yep. to, to happen or a certain time in order to make this decision and you know what we really dived into is like making decisions and moving fast like if I make the wrong decision if I make a decision fast even if it's the wrong one it's still going to benefit me I'm going to understand now what is the right decision I'm yep. also going to take a lesson away from it and, and take some value and learnings from it but more importantly, I'm, I'm moving. And I think in business, in fitness, in basically anything, in my opinion, just constantly moving is, should be the goal. And, and that's where you learn the most. Like I think about the podcast all the time and I use this example over and over again. Like when I think back to when I first started it, as we discussed yeah. before, it was absolute dog shit <laughs> for a fairly long time too. I've been listening to it for <laughs> ages too. But that's the thing. It was, it was absolute dog shit for a fairly long time. And, you know, even when you have people comment now around like being uh, the skill of, of interviewing or, or doing a podcast and coming across as confident or whatever, that doesn't just happen because you've read an article. It doesn't happen <laughs> because you've waited six months and that was going to be the right time. It just happens through taking consistent action and 
and adapting and learning along the way. I'm sure you feel that when you listen back to some of your earlier episodes. I don't listen to them. There's no fucking <laughs> I, way. I did one <laughs> to one of mine the other day. I don't even know why. I know, like the audio was terrible. You could hear I was like, must have been walking, just talking into my phone. <laughs> the way that I speak, I sort of mumbled a lot, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. But I'm excited. Like for me, I look at. It, I remember Jim Rohn saying, "You've got three treasures in life that you leave behind." Obviously, maybe now we've got four or five because of technology with YouTube and yeah. podcasts. But for me, it's like. One day my children will be able to go onto my YouTube or onto my podcast and mm. see what I was like when I was at my worst or just coming out of my worst to where I am now. And that for me is really exciting. And that's why I'm, I think it's so important to document your life because imagine yeah. being able to sit here and watch your parents on YouTube and just be like, that's what they were really like. All the stories yeah. that they didn't tell me, I've just watched episode seven of your vlog <laughs> yeah. and this is what you were like. Dad, like, you dirty dog. Yeah, I think it's just <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, so the work that you're doing at the moment, um, predominantly with men yep. now, yeah? Yeah. What are some of the common, uh, I guess, roadblocks that come up amongst the, the men that you're working with that um, that people have to work through in order to make take that next step? Most commonly, it's their idea of success is skewed. Like, And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it. You know, a common one is that successful in their career they may have reached the status or the income that they want but they have nothing else around them their health shot mm. they're four times divorced you know their kids don't want to talk to them or they aren't in a relationship all yep. things that they're now like i really want to prioritize that yet they aren't going to change what their definition of success is going back to these beliefs yeah it's like externally i've got the money externally i've got the title and externally now i want the family or i want the body but internally Mm. I can't let go of working 16 hours a day. I can't let go of, um, you know, maybe sacrifice 50 grand a year so I can have more time back. Mm. And so it's like helping people redefine what success looks like and then actually get into action. What would your day look like if you were to be the guy who earned this much, had an amazing family life, had your ideal body? People don't think about that. They don't ever create. And so working on helping people get time to slow down and actually plan, you know, it's it's – for me, for a very long time, it seemed very counterproductive to stop and think. Mm-hmm. But now in the position I'm in, I'm like, thinking is the best thing that you can do. It's where you get to create your reality. As you spoke about before, if you act quickly, you can review the actions that you took and go, that worked well for me, that didn't. Let's do a little bit of more, a little bit more of that. Let's yep. remove some of that. And that's going to move me towards where I want. And so the redefining belief one is massive. The second one is the environment. Mm. I think a lot of, uh, let's go environment and then we'll go to emotional intelligence. But environment people, I've been guilty of it, want to hold on to our friends that we've had since we were in year one just because you know, I've known that guy for 20 years. How good does that yeah. sound? Longevity. But the, in reality, it's like you may be going in two different directions, which is completely okay. Yeah. So it's about identifying which people you need to fully just remove from your life if they're you know holding you back or you know causing pain in, in your life. The people that you need to distance yourself, you know, Maybe great mates, but if you spend too much time around them, it mm. can become detrimental to who you want to become or the lifestyle that you want to live. And thirdly, is like who you want to enhance your time around. Yeah, you know, people like for me, sorry, yeah, for people like you, for me, is like I want to enhance my um, time around people like yourself because yeah. we've got similar goals, mm. and similar values. It's like okay, well, that's only going to fast track my success because you've probably thought about things that I want to achieve in a way that I haven't, and that for a lot of people is hard to do because once again you may be in an environment whether it's good or bad that 
you know, builds you up in a way that you're like, I just want to be accepted, man. That's yeah. all I want. I don't want to go out there and by comfort. myself. Yeah. And familiar. It's yeah. comfortable. It's like even when I was in, you know, just flew down to Melbourne this morning, I was like anxious and freaking out. It's so busy. And I'm like, I don't know my local coffee shop and stuff, but I'm like, yeah. that's life. That's, unco- you know, yeah. got to get comfortable with that. That's it. Uh, I've talked about it a lot lately. Like all change requires you to step into the unfamiliar and the and the discomfort. Yep. It's like if, you, if something feels comfortable and familiar, it means that you've already done it. It's something from the past. Like you've already experienced it. So how do you expect something new from something that you've already done? It's kind you of know? exciting, right? Like yeah. There's an unknown outcome available to you. And once again, when you're coming from the mindset that you're in control of what that could be, it's like the next chapter for me, I'm so like nerve wracking as hell, but so yeah. excited because I'm in control. And what I have done to this point can only be enhanced really. And for me, that's like, okay, well, awesome whereas some people go there's so many variables which there are mm-hmm. but what can you control and yeah. that would sort of bring me to the, so the third point i was going to say around emotional intelligence i look at a lot of men that i work with and or people that i work with and they're just big boys they're like 35 50 year old boys that have attention <laughs> they can't yeah. control their emotions they aren't aware of things and i think one thing that's really important for men to be able to do is regulate their emotions. So rather than having outbursts or having tantrums when things don't go their way, and a tantrum could look like something is just, I'm not going to talk to my wife because she said no to me tonight, or I'm not going to, you know, do that because I didn't get to go to the restaurant that I wanted to. And it's like, it seems like not a big deal, but it's still a boy behavior. Yeah. So like how do you be aware of your emotions, how do you moderate them so that you can still be the kind of bloke that your wife's proud of or your husband's proud of or, you know, people in your life are proud of. And mm-hmm. that's what I think where a lot of people are lacking that awareness. You do see that a lot. And and it almost comes back again to when people see success in a certain part of their life. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just almost an ignorance to the fact that there's severe deficiencies in, yeah. in other areas. And, and often it's like certain skill sets that should almost seem like a no-brainer to have developed at that stage of life or whatever. But what I always think about now is, you know, when I look at some of the things that I've had the opportunity to do since I've been in, in Melbourne, whether it was like sport, business, anything, it's like you're only you're only capable of what you've been exposed to. Mm. Like I'm finding that a lot within personal development. It's like, you know, and you would have had it, I've had it, like you have that aha moment at some point throughout your personal development journey and you kind of think to yourself, fuck, I wish everyone knew this. Or you look at certain people, whether it's friends, family or whatever, who have these limiting beliefs that now seem extremely obvious to you and you can't push that on someone else until they've been exposed to it or or experienced it themselves. Um, I often talk about you know reading certain books. I don't know if you've read that book again. Have you read the it? The Four again? Agreements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read it multiple times. Yeah. So I mean, like reading certain books that I'd read years ago and rereading them again in the past couple of years, it's like they have a completely different meaning or a it's completely crazy, different effect. Hey? Yeah, depending on what your level of consciousness and aware is now. What you're looking for? I go. I've got a couple of books <laughs> that I read every year. It's like. Every time I read that, I'm like, how did I not see that before? And because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that right now, it goes back to that, what's the missing piece of the puzzle for you right now? The more information you allow yourself to consume, that is obviously applicable to what you're trying to mm. improve on. You're like, oh, I'll put that piece in there. What's the next step that I'm looking for? Go find a book or listen to a podcast. It's like what you're doing as well. You know, you've, from what I've observed, shifted a lot more to now giving the um, – skill set that you have around mindset even though you've been able to do that all along like from the fitness standpoint i'm like this is so valuable mm. because you've already built 
a business, you've built a huge pod, like you've done everything that a good mindset can deliver. Yes. Yeah, and now yeah. you're speaking more to that. I'm like, this is insane. Like, because now I'm getting in a good way. I mean, it's like now I get to really learn from a guy who's done everything that I want to do on more of a conscious and subconscious level. That's not, I guess the examples aren't relating to fitness as much mm. anymore. I'm like, cool, that's gold. It's perfect. That's what I want. Yeah, I think, you know, even someone like yourself or whether it's being a podcast host or a business owner or, or coaching men or women or whatever, I know for, for me anyway, it's all just based off, as you said, just experiences. It's like I think Alex Hormozzi talks about it a bit um, around you know, the best way to, to engage your audience is to go out, try something, share your experiences and, and, and that's the value. Yeah. It's not like telling people what to do or what not to do. It's like here's what I did. This is what I found. This is the result. Do what you want. Yeah, with do it. what you want with it. Yeah, what's uh, what's like a a belief or a um, belief or can't think of the other word I'm trying to say, but let's say belief because that's all I can think <laughs> yeah. of. What's a belief that you thought to be like 100 percent true that you've really changed your mind on over the years? Oh, that's a great question. Probably that I can't create wealth, like. I sabotaged wealth from the the football and so many things and I always had this upper limit with what I was earning and it always hit that and I'd then try and change something to go, oh, maybe I need to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I mentioned it before, it's like externally I thought I could have it. I was telling people I could have it, but internally didn't I still it. didn't believe my I still didn't believe it. And even when I talk about it, it still sounds weird to go, if you want money, you just go get money. It makes sense. But you always, there's subtle things that you do that sabotage it. Like 2019, uh, 2000, yeah, 2019 was my most profitable year ever mm-hmm. in business. And I crushed it after that. Like just, and crushed it in a bad way. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like having an amazing year and I was like, all right, I've already done that. Let's change it. Why would you change something that's working it's and working. growing? Mm. And I recognize that because I was worried about being in the spotlight too much, even though I run a podcast, even though I, you know, speak and do all of these things. So, externally i'm trying to be seen i'm trying to be validated i'm trying to prove that i'm worthy but internally more so like you don't want to go on the stage you don't want to go on the podcast Mm. which is a misalignment there's a misalignment yeah so the moment that i recognized that i was like okay well what has to happen in order for you to be comfortable yeah doing this in order for you to be comfortable to show that you're earning money yeah and that's hard to do because you're like well first of all it's like no i'm not i'm not doing that that's bullshit yeah it's like well <laughs> this is the third time now mate yeah that's interesting you know i was chatting with uh <laughs> the same client i was talking to yesterday we talked about you know they they were telling me how they'd made this decision like two weeks ago or something um i'm sure he won't mind and i won't say who it is but he decided that he was going to go and do this trip overseas um and and to do that he had the belief that he he needed to make a certain amount of money this month in order for that to happen and and be comfortable and not kind of stressed about finances or whatever so he made this this decision and then in the past two weeks like in that time period he's actually actually decided that he didn't want to go but he's seen like incredible growth in business in in basically all areas of his life and he was only telling me yesterday that two days ago he's just like i think i had like the best day of my life and he goes I don't like nothing even really happened. It was like, I was just at work, had good, good conversations, you know, awesome um, sunset on the way home. And, and I was just yeah. like, I can't even explain it, but I felt like I just had the best day of my life. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. But 
the conclusion that we got to from that is when you're completely convicted in your decisions and you genuinely believe what you're saying, things are actually quite easy. Yeah. Uh, so for him saying that I need to make this amount of money, all of a sudden he's looking at what he's currently doing and within a week he's like added things here, changed things there and instantly has seen the, the tangible results from that. So then it gives you the, the understanding of like, I could have just done this fucking <laughs> yeah, year ago all along. and I could have started making more money. But because I didn't have a convicted decision or a, a, a really made, a made up mind on exactly what I wanted and no doubt whatsoever, yep. because as you said, often people set, set goals or make plans, but they don't genuinely believe that they can do it or that they will do it. It's like a fitness goal, right? People say they want to do get in shape or whatever, but they haven't actually sat down and there's no real underlying reason as to why they want it. So, you know, when it's shit weather outside, they'll skip their session. Yeah. And they're hungry, they'll overeat or whatever. But when you make a convicted decision, the progress and the results and the growth you can see in a short period of time is fucking awesome. And it comes back to that, I guess, one, the environment. If you're wanting to be fit, hang around fit people because they'll have conversations or they might go to mm. cafes that are, you know, healthier choices or you might be going to order the almond croissant and they're having a, you know, salad, for example. Yeah. <laughs> completely different meal choices. But you, it gets you, it makes you more consciously aware of things you should be doing if you want those outcomes. Yeah. And then it also comes back to the management piece you mentioned around how do we make things tangible. Mm-hmm. Success. What does success look like for you? Most people go, I just want to be able to do what I want when I want. It's like, okay, well... What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? Yeah. How can we make that tangible so we can build a plan? Because yeah. when you've got a plan, people, a guy asked me yesterday, how do I just maintain consistent action? I do what your plan says. I don't have a plan. Well, that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. If you give yourself, you know, most people's plan is wake up, rush out the door, grab an apple or whatever on the way, a coffee, and stress out all day. and React to everything. Yeah, rinse and repeat as opposed to going, okay, well, if I'm in control of my life, and uh, I think another thing you mentioned with that gentleman there, another way to make life amazing is if you've got a holiday coming up, most people are happier because they're like, I don't have to deal with this shit much longer until I'm on a break. So I'm happy to have this conversation. We just shift our perspective. Yeah, It's the exact same day that you probably have most days. Yeah. It's just your outlook on it. And mm-hmm. that's why for me it's like, okay, well, I still have bad days, but I'm, st- I'm living my best life. I was talking to my business partner before he's like what would you do if we hit our goal for this next financial year i'm like exactly what i'm doing right now Mm. that's it like i I live the best life possible i'm doing exactly what i want to do yeah i need to just work on appreciating that more because it's very easy to take things for granted it's like we were talking about the afl you've lived in melbourne and (laughs) a couple of games it's like when you have the things available to you it's very easy to take them for granted whether it's your health your your relationships being able to go to the footy so I guess for me, it's going back to that time management piece is making sure I take time to appreciate what I have and mm-hmm. reflect on that week and go, I'm so stoked I got to do that because so many people don't get that. And the other kicker is I created that for myself. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. You, you're looking at the evidence as to how you can do what you said you wanted to do. Yep. right? And even what you're talking about just then it's and the environment too, it all just comes down to like what you're what frequency you're operating at right yep. and the the holiday one's a great example and and for those that enjoy their birthday i think that's a really easy one for people to to grasp it's like your birthday could be on a tuesday it's pissing rain and you've got work all day and you somehow have an amazing day and you yeah. and you feel just good all day and nothing's any different than the, any other day apart from your perspective and your mindset going into it it's like it's oh true. today's my birthday so i'm excited so all of a sudden everything feels really good 
it's like when you have people looking at success and then thinking that that's the reason why they've felt happy, right? It's like you do a launch in your business, you, you get the certain amount of people that you want into this yep. program and you're like, oh, now like I feel really happy and, and fulfilled because I achieved this goal. But in actual fact, a lot of the time, the reason why you achieved that goal is because you felt good. You were, ex- yeah, you were excited literally. about this thing and you, you were putting your energy into it and you'd made a convicted decision. And that's why you saw that success. It was like the opposite way around. Yeah, it's so hard to get people. I wish we could make more people appreciate that and understand that. But mm. it's, as you mentioned a moment ago, when you can start understanding these things, life becomes really quite easy. Yeah. Mate, what are some of your daily non-negotiables? It's something that I like to really focus in on for people, not so much doing the things, but more so creating the habits that become part of who you are as a person. So what does that list kind of look like for you? I like to make sure that I'm allocating time to all areas, but non-negotiables, time with my wife. So whether that's five minutes or a couple of hours, Mm -hmm. just making sure I'm investing in the relationship. Then I guess from a personal standpoint, I'm always like some form of growth. So whether it's, journaling listen to a podcast or reading i just want to learn something and i also i guess utilize creating content as a way to teach what i'm learning or get excited about what i'm learning and then exercise non-negotiable is and sleep as well you know i've got all these wearables on yeah like you do as well so tracking sleep seeing what my heart rate variability is at i've got a glucose monitor which sounds weird i don't want to be that guy off rogan who is testing everything but (laughs) i just get curious about how certain things impact my body because everything impacts how well I perform and I like to perform at a peak state and that looks like being the best husband I can be or best mate that I can yeah. be and my mood does impact that so if I can see how sleep impacts that or not exercising impacts that I'm like right these things have to be non-negotiables yeah I think particularly as someone who obviously takes your fitness seriously <laughs> as well and 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 being in business once you start to look at how important, you know, controlling the variables with your, your body composition or your, your aerobic or anaerobic fitness is along with how well your business does, it's only natural, I think, to start looking at, you know, what are the things that I can measure and, you know, really dive into the into the saying, I guess, of, you know, focus on the things that you can control and, mm. and forget about the rest. It just gives you more tangibles and when you we spoke about earlier, it's like why are you doing certain things? If you don't have intent behind why you're doing things, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And as we get older and our priorities shift, you know, how I used to train when I was younger is different to now. So I still want to have an understanding of why I should prioritize my health. If it's not for uh, as much athletic performance as it was when I was in my 20s, now I'm looking at longevity. Okay, so how does this, you know, going back to the emotional intelligence piece, blokes and people in general can experience big shifts in emotions because of their sleep. They can experience yeah. the same shifts in emotions because of what they're eating. Mm-hmm. And so if, like me, I, I used to be moody. My missus was always like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like... She's the other way around. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. No idea. And as I've you know started talking to people like yourself or listening to podcasts that you do or other people, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like Hoobman, for example. You're yeah. just like, oh, that's interesting. I might give that a crack and see how that impacts me. And obviously... I want to collect data on that. So, to, you know, because everyone's different, like I want to see how this directly impacts me. And if it's beneficial, I'll probably keep doing it. Yeah. If it's not, I'll just say that didn't work for me. Cool. On yeah. To the next thing. But I'm always trying to work out because I understand that in order for me to achieve the life that I want, which I'm very clear on what that looks like, I need to show up as mentally strong as I can be. I need to be as physically strong as I can be to achieve that. 
and emotionally strong. And a lot of that comes back down to having certainty, mm-hmm. having energy, having clear communication. What is what is your a typical week in training look like for you at the moment? Because I know you're training for um, the event over in Europe. Yeah. Um, so maybe first to give us some some insight into what that event looks like, and then how you've kind of reverse engineered what training should look like. Yep. So it's the World Obstacle Course Racing, which is random as, as yeah. Definitely. Every time I say it, I'm like, that's so random. Similar. But is it like uh, like a Spartan race on steroids? Yeah. So I, I qualified through doing the Spartan race. I didn't ah, know I was I was nice. just doing it with um, for a social thing. And I think because it's becoming an Olympic sport in 2028, they've now got this, whatever they call it, body. Let's just say the World Obstacle Course yeah. Racing body. So they bring in Spartan Racing, Tough Mudder and Ninja Warrior together. So it's like this hybrid sport. Cool. Um, so obviously I need to get fitter. Uh, so I'm doing a lot of running. Um, and I guess the easiest way for me to work backwards, I'm like, I'm not an expert at this sport. I know how to run. I know how to program. I also know that... If I'm training myself, I'm lazy. So I hired um, the guy who's one of the best in Australia. I was like, dude, I need your help. My goal's in 13 weeks or something. This is what I did. This is where I think I need Mm -hmm. to be better. Can you help me? And he just worked a plan back. Obviously, we would have liked to have had more time. However, Mm -hmm. I was like, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to represent Australia, so I'll do that. Be fun. Um, But this is how it goes down. So it's a lot of running at the moment, like volumes at the moment, about 40 to 50 kilometers a week of running. And a lot of that's low intensity zone two, just building that uh, endurance base. But then we have, yesterday I had an 80 minute trail run, which was awesome fun. Tomorrow I've got a 8K run, which is a bit more intense speed Mm -hmm. work and then strength. So two strength sessions a week, um, which is to keep that power for Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. And then going to the obstacle, uh, course which is fun because you know the first week i went in there it was school holidays dude and it is yeah, so right. weird being like the only full grown adult the big jump. kid <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like man if i had kids i'd be coming <laughs> here and hanging out with them but all the dads and mums are just chilling drinking coffees i'm like it's actually pretty fun yeah so but um that's what a week of training really looks like now and what do you do with your like body composition are you trying to like maintain weight and size or drop some body fat or what's the ideal yeah i was trying to drop weight like at the moment i'm sitting at about 85 yeah which i was hopefully trying to get down to 82 just for the obstacles and Mm -hmm. be a little bit lighter but mate i'm literally according to the in body i'm like seven percent body fat shit so i don't have uh, that's the in body obviously Yeah, yeah, yeah um so i don't have much weight to lose and i'm literally not doing strength training like i used to so I don't think I've got much to drop. So I'm just like, okay, well, that's 84, 85. That's perfect. Let's just run with that. So body weight wise is just as long as I'm feeling fresh and recovered. So mm-hmm. a lot of my priority, even having to have that conversation with the wife is like, dude, you've got to be sleeping you know, seven to eight hours minimum because that's how I'm waking up feeling refreshed. I've got more power in my running and you know, strength training rather than focusing so much on dropping weight. This is a pretty loaded question, but <laughs> <laughs> whenever it starts like that, I'm like far out. Once it's like all said and done, right? It's probably a bit premature, obviously, a yep. bit premature to be asking this question. But once everything's all said and done, like what's, what are you, what impact do you want to kind of leave on on the world? Like your, what's your legacy? Like if someone was to to remember you after you've you've passed away, what would you hope that they would say about you? That I cared and I I showed up and did did my best with the opportunities that I had. I know I'm nowhere near that because I'm so focused on business and I feel mm-hmm. like. I do it with people that I don't know very well or clients, but with the people that I care about most, I am definitely guilty of being like, I'll get to you later. 
and so you know having you put me on the spot with that one that's where i'm like i definitely got to get better at that and doing that now not waiting until i get to yeah. this perceived utopia i'm working towards what is a what's like a, an ideal day look like for you like you mentioned before like having the being able to visualize like what the perfect outcome <coughs> looks like for yep. you and actually having a plan and something that you can work towards you said before that you know you, that your life at the moment is something that you feel like you don't need a, a holiday from or it's 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 you know the way you would envision it mm. what is it what does a typical day look like for you so it's getting up i have my coffee i read or listen to to a podcast and then i just write like you know people say journaling i'll either start talking about questions that are on my mind dreams that i had or just things that i want to understand better or mm-hmm. i will just literally recap my day prior like i really enjoy having that introspective time and then spending time with my wife, like getting up, actually getting to bring her a coffee because she wakes up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then train, see clients, train again if I choose to. Like I love training. I love, yeah. you know, being outdoors and then time with friends or Amy after that. Like that to me is the dream. Like mm. it's, I'm so grateful I get to, to do that. The Man That Can Project, uh, with the podcast in particular, what's what have been some of the, the more valuable lessons I guess you've taken away from some of the guests that you've had on? Oh, that's a great question. It's a tough one. People yeah, ask me this one all the time. So it's hard many, to summarize it. So many things, but I think the people who have the success and success in the area that's important to them literally have, as we've spoken about, have made a decision. They've had to clean up their environment mm-hmm. and they're just consistent at their craft. And when you're consistent at your craft, you're faced with the parts of yourself that you don't like but you don't shy away from it so a lot of these people it's very easy to say it must be easy for them you know they have 10 million dollars now or they have they've got this person in their corner it's like well they didn't start like that they had to make them you know for me it was like i wanted to hang around millionaires because i wanted to be a millionaire in the beginning they didn't want to hang out with me i was just shit kicker i had no value to offer and so i made myself become valuable to the point that millionaires now hire me Mm -hmm. sort of thing and i get to be in their circle of influence but it's going okay well i have to change how i view myself and it's still a work in progress i still have days where it's like imposter syndrome and yeah you don't feel worthy like what am i doing even like sitting here with you i'm like fuck how did i end up here i don't feel like i'm adding much value but then you'll walk away and go hopefully i did and then you know you 100 percent yeah yeah. get back on that that straight and narrow so i think it's it's something that never uh, disappears but the guys who have really inspired me the most are the ones who have just gone, screw it, I've done it. And a guy that really has inspired me that I've never met is Cam Haynes. I don't know if you like, – yeah. I listened to his book and I just finished it, Endure. And he's a, for those who don't know who he is, he's a professional bow hunter, but he still works his job as a park ranger mm-hmm. on like 60, you know, 40 to 60 grand a year, earns millions of dollars doing his speaking and whatnot. But he just was doing what he loved doing. And, like, he's made a life where he runs ultra marathons, does bow hunting, talks, you know, just, just lives the dream. And I think that inspired me because I feel so often so many men are unhappy because we're pursuing stuff that we think we well, need to do to yeah. get the money that we want when, in reality, we live in this incredible time in history where you can make money off podcasts. You can do literally monetize almost anything, anything. Yeah. if you're prepared to take that leap. And for yeah. me, I was like, Cam Haynes, you're – you've excited me even more about life because bow hunting is the most random thing and you're killing it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think um, that's probably the most important thing I've taken away from everyone that I've interviewed. 
And so how do you, like, taking into to account all of the, the things we've spoken about today in particular, like, what's your definition of success now? Knowing that every day when I go to bed, I've done the things that I felt I needed to do to make myself feel the most fulfilled. And some mm-hmm. days that doesn't happen, but majority of the days that does. Like, I live a very... Well, I would consider balanced, even though sometimes it doesn't look like it. I'm doing the things that I love doing. Like I used to be ashamed of being so excited to exercise. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, I'm doing this challenge or I'm running for 24, all these things. And everyone's like, don't you have anything better to do? I'm like, well, this is actually genuinely what I want to yeah. be doing. Yeah. You want to do that. So I don't criticize you for doing that. So now that mm-hmm. I actually get to do all of that sort of stuff, um, every day is amazing. That's epic. And, and where do you hope to take, you know, the work you're doing at the moment? Obviously, you know, helping helping out men live their best life and find their purpose yeah. and, and be leaders and, and step into the best version of themselves. Like what does that kind of look like a few years from now? Yeah, we just I, I just love, and it's not the reason why I do it, but when you get a message from a, a wife or an uh, individual who goes because of a podcast you put out or because of a workshop we attended, I changed my life. And I'm yeah. like, that's epic. So yeah. if we can continue doing that, I don't even want to get – bigger man like we want to get a little bit bigger in terms of how many workshops we run and stuff but i'm pretty content mm-hmm. like and it sounds weird to say that because part of me feels like oh you've got to keep growing you've got to get bigger however i'm happy and i don't know yeah. how i deal with more stress mm-hmm. from continued growth so if, if we can keep doing that and you know have fun in the process and then as i go into the next phase of my life whether it's having a family and stuff like that i just want to be able to have the time to be a great role model and um, still do the things that I want to want to do. Incredible. What do you feel like is is something that you're having to really work on at the moment? Like an area of, I guess, vulnerability or, or I don't like the word weakness, but something that you've identified that you, you feel like you're tr- really trying to develop or work on? Asking for help because I feel in the beginning I asked for help and I had a lot of mentors and coaching and then I felt like I got to this point where I've, been in the I guess the men's coaching space since 2017 Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's an expectation that I should have it all together and you know there's people who maybe don't have as successful a business as me but I I feel bad asking for help because I'm like I'm supposed to be the leader right in this space so I guess interesting ego ego yeah so letting that down to go you know we can I can learn from everyone regardless of where we sort of time and experience and stuff so I think for me, that's been one of the things that I need to let my guard down and go, look, I don't have it all figured out. Although potentially from the outside looking in, it looks like it. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that I'd need help with. I think the funny part about that is that you know, even someone listening to this right now that may be looking at what you're doing or the success that you've had or the fulfilment that you seem to be having um, day in, day out. Yeah. When others see people that they aspire to or, or look up to um, let their guard down and show their vulnerabilities that's actually adding immense amount of value to mm. to those that they're trying to actually add value to in the first place. So as you said, you kind of feel like you know, I should be adding the value or I should be the one doing the things because I've reached this level. Yeah. But, but you know, some of the biggest or the best responses that I've had to content or to podcasts or to, to anything is, is typically off the back of me showing like my weakness or my vulnerability in a big way. Yeah. And not only do you add value to others, but you also learn so much yourself. I think, yeah, it's an interesting thought because, and you definitely experience it as a coach, we're thinking about 
what are the solutions to the problems, not mm. so much what are the actual problems that the people are facing coming through the lens of what does this person believe? So when I think about it, I've always been like, okay, in order to get a better life, you've got to be uh, feel confident. You've got to have the ability to take action as opposed to what is the reason why this person isn't. Some people yeah. go, it's easy for Lockie because he doesn't have kids or it's easy for Dan because he has this brand or there might be, I don't have time. What are the limiting beliefs that we need to help them overcome so overcome. they can take that next step? And that only really clicked for me even three weeks ago because I've always been like, I know the solution, but mm-hmm. I haven't articulated or like spoke about it in a way that the individual's going, dude, he gets me. Like, yeah. And we all get each other. We're all going through the same stuff in so many situations in our life Mm -hmm. and going back to that vulnerability piece that's why when i launched the men's circles they were so successful like they literally after three months they were sold like they were done full because men from all walks of life we had doctors lawyers tradies 18 year old dudes who'd just come out of school yeah they could all connect and they there was no status yeah it's just like yeah, no ego. With. Everyone's even. Everyone's yeah. even. And it was incredible. People walked out feeling energized. And I felt good about myself knowing that I was, you know, struggling back then as well. But to know that a doctor's got the same, someone who I put on yeah. a pedestal yeah. because that's what I was told I needed to be in order to be successful. We see it in sport now all the time. Yeah, as shit, well. yeah. Like people coming out with mental health, you're like, oh, thank fuck. Dusty Martin's a human. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it makes you feel like you've got a shot. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes all you need to then take take the risk to do what you need to do. Yeah, that vulnerability and letting, like, really, you know, bringing what's the saying? Breaking the walls down. Yep, I'm fucking horrible at saying so. <laughs> breaking the walls down, or yeah. whatever that saying is. Um, particularly as you said, when it's from someone that you perceive as successful or happy or fulfilled or whatever, um, you just begin to realize, like you said, everyone's just on this even playing field, and and. The beauty of you know groups that you run like yourself and having like a collective uh, group of people working through that stuff together is you know I'm sure you've read a bunch of books around you know personal development mm. and things like um, energetics and the law of attraction and, yep. and consciousness and stuff like on like a really deep level you you further understand that we're all just what, like you're all just based off the same level of consciousness you know everyone's got their own way they perceive or view things or their own level of um, consciousness that they've been expanded to but we're all just collectively one it's and it was after you came on my podcast and you were talking about the joe Dispenza, yep thing that you've done and i went back to because i go in and out of using like meditation or okay um law of attraction like you know telling myself what i want and when as soon as i do it like no shit i was saying to my wife i said to my mother-in-law and brad like after this podcast i <coughs> started doing it again i did it for like 10 days straight Meditating? Meditating, but also visualizing what I was going to Yep, embodying that version of yourself. Yeah, and it happened. And I'm just like, what the – I bought um, Think and Grow Rich, the movie. Yeah. And I started watching that again. And literally 10 days later, all of this business came in Mm -hmm. and things started happening. And I was like, nothing else has changed. I can show you my calendar. Nothing else has changed. And it sounds really weird, but I was just like, Amy, I swear all I've done different – is take some time to meditate and visualize what I'm going to achieve or what's going to happen to me. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah. And it's just in, in embodying that level of awareness and that, that version of yourself that you aspire to be ahead mm-hmm. of time. Because 
when you really look at that, you know, the law of uh, vibrational frequency and stuff as well, it just makes so much sense. If I'm aspiring to be here, but I'm operating off a frequency of here, there's a misalignment. So how mm. can I genuinely expect to reach that level? Whereas the opposite, when you're able to, you know, think, act, behave and feel as if you're already at where you're trying to achieve, even if on the outside you're not, it's like there's really no option other than for that to catch up and, and for you to level out there. It's like when, you know, everyone's experienced it before, you'll be thinking about someone and going, oh, I should, should give them a text or whatever and five minutes later you get a text from them. Yeah. It's like it's because you are operating on that same level of frequency. It's, it's fucking wild when you think about it. It's even when you meet a mentor or someone that you've aspired to be like and you're like, you may have them up on that pedestal and then you meet them and you have a beer with them or whatever it may be. And you're like, oh, they're human. They're yeah. just like me. It's because you've either, yeah, you've either risen to that level and you've now, you're on that same frequency to go, I can, you know, I feel like I can actually achieve what they've achieved. Yeah. Like we're all human. And yeah. that's to me why, once again, it comes down to how do I get around the people that I need to be around to get what I want. And, mm. you know, that may sound a bit manipulative or it's not right. It's intentional. Yeah. And on that same topic, like the conversation I've been having a lot lately is that, if you look at this 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 type of person you aspire to be like, would it not make sense to to normalize their way of thinking and their way of communicating, their way of behaving, their their environment they're constantly surrounding themselves in to the point where that feels normal for you, mm. right? It's yeah. like if it's a if it's a massive shock for you to have a really good month in business, obviously you're not operating on a level where you expect and 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 operate off a level where that is something that's normal for you. Whereas if you can even if it hasn't happened yet, start to operate in a way of, of being at the, the place where you want to be, everything naturally catches up. Like if I was someone watching you, which I have been, <laughs> it sounds creepy, I would go, how do I get around Danny to just observe what he does? Not even what he tells me he does, but what does he do? If mm. I could just be a fly on the wall, yeah, that's where the gold comes from because it's exa- what you do without even thinking about it, it just happens... Um, yeah, it's not so, what you do, it's who you be. Yeah. yeah, and you're just doing it anyway. It's the reason why you've got the successful podcast, the successful business, you're healthy and fit because of just what you do. Mm. And that's what a lot of people miss is they're spending so much time consuming information, just waiting for that golden yeah. thing that's going to solve every issue rather than going, dude, if I just hang out with this person here, this person here, yep. they're gonna, I'm going to get better in those areas. It's like really that simple. Like I am very, very strict with who I allow in my social circle. And I'm sure you get it as well. People like, oh, just can we go for a coffee? I just want to pick your brain. It's like, no. Yeah. I spend a lot of time investing Protect your in myself. time and your yeah. energy. I'm, socially, I'm happy to do it. But professionally, it's like my clients get priority and then yep. it's my business gets next priority. If you just want to pick my brain for a coffee, what value are you bringing to me? And it sounds, yeah. sound, some people go, that's not fair. It's like deliver value. It's like, well, I was a guy who didn't have value for the millionaires yeah. all those years ago. They didn't just go, hey, Lockie, come hang out with us. We'll yeah. tell you all that. Someone trip. usually pays me 10 grand to spend an yeah. hour with me, but yeah, I'll sit here with you for 45 yeah, minutes just over a coffee. coffee. It's like, yeah. no, because I would much rather spend that time with my wife or I would much rather time spend that time uh, training, like doing things that fill me up because mm. you have to rest- you know, recharge in order to be able to give. And if you're constantly you know, giving out, you're not going to recharge and be that next level of yourself because every day you have to, get up show up and be better yeah um have you ever listened to anything by trent shelton no no get around him get around him he he talks a lot about you know protecting your energy and protecting your own peace and stuff he was an nfl player and i think his career was cut short by injuries and stuff and um 
he's incredible. I, his approach and like his message is very similar to yours. I feel like you would really resonate with his stuff. But um, yeah, protecting your energy is something that took me a while to learn as well, and learning to say no and and not necessarily because you're being rude or selfish or whatever. But as you said, if you, you're consistently just emptying your own tank and you've got nothing to give, yeah. it's like that aspiration to add value is not there anyway because you don't have the the capacity to be able to continue to give more. And even on the lines of think you kind of mentioned earlier when looking at how can we get to this level where we are achieving the things we want it's not always about adding more shit in yeah no majority of the time it's like what can i remove or reduce or eliminate from my life at the moment that actually frees the energetic and time capacity to for the rest to actually come in because if i'm already at full capacity how can i expect more to come in yeah it's and it makes sense when you say it like that you're like oh yeah makes sense but then trying to implement it because we're so conditioned to think we need to be busy it's everything in life that when you hear it's simple you're like no it can't be that simple yeah we need to completely make this the most complex thing possible in order for it to work because otherwise i already have it and this is this whole point where we don't accept yeah that just consistently showing up and doing the fundamental things can deliver an outcome like an apple a day, a glass of water and not having the almond croissant, which I always do. Yeah. Like those small things add up to results where everyone's like, Danny's only ripped and got a good podcast because as we've said yeah, a number yeah, yeah. of times, he got lucky here or this happened. Yeah, It's like, no, Danny does the right things every single day. And that's compounded over a long period of time. Correct. Yeah. And it's not sexy. It looks very simple on paper. You're like, here's my four-step formula or my six-step formula. I did it on a webinar the other night. Here's my six-work framework that I've used with myself and all the clients. It's not sexy. Yeah. 99% of you guys won't follow it because it's too easy. Mm. In theory, implementation is hard. Yeah. Because you've got to say no. You've got to remain focused. Yeah. That's tough. Fuck yeah. Mate, um, I've really enjoyed this chat today. So uh, a lot. I'd, I'd love to sit here and, and keep chatting, but um, I've I've learned a lot from you as well since we since I was fortunate enough to be a guest on your show, like consuming your content and seeing the good work and the value that you put out to your audience. Um, so yeah, man, just congratulations. And um, for those that do want to find more of your stuff, which I'm sure plenty will, um, we'll obviously have the links in the show notes. But where is the best place for people to find more content from you? Yeah, just head to the man that can project dot com and Lachlan Stewart on instagram is where i'm definitely most active it's good but mate i also want to shout out to you I, I did mention it on my podcast but you were one of the inspirations behind my podcast years and years and years ago i was watching you and i still can't remember how i stumbled across you but it was cool to now be sitting here across from you when literally five years ago i was listening to it so that's it's, awesome it's man cool love hearing shit like that so i appreciate it a lot um and for those that have enjoyed this episode which i'm sure you all have we would love to hear your feedback on this one and for you to also share this with someone close to you or someone that could benefit from it. So if you're going to share it on social media, grab a screenshot, chuck it up on your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Lockie. We'll have the links to his socials in the show notes. Uh, but we really do appreciate you tuning in today and hopefully you can implement some of the the gems that Lockie shared with us in this episode today to add some value to your own your own life as well um, and of course hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to the fitness and lifestyle podcast already and we'll chat to you guys in the next episode